Glory to Jesus Christ, and welcome to the 18th episode of Encountering the Trinity. I'm your host, Steve Nichols, and joining me today, as always, is Father Phil. Father Phil, how are you doing? Steve, doing well today. I'm glad we're able to uh, do another podcast for our friends. Absolutely. Amen. Well, do you mind starting us out with a prayer this morning? No, by no means, of course. Uh, In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we need your Holy Spirit to even have a enlightened and illumined discussion about the mystery of discernment. And any discernment that we do have is a gift of your Spirit. So grant us, as we record this podcast and as those who tune in listen to it, that your gifts, especially of knowledge, understanding, wisdom, and counsel are given to us so that we can discern you in what we do in this ministry and discern you and your will for our lives in all things that we encounter as we move through this veil of tears. Grant us the gift of your spirit and a deeper love of your Son who leads us to your Father's kingdom where we will live by his grace and reign with him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, Father Phil, we... um... Uh, left off last time talking about the process of discernment, and I know we want to continue that because it's uh, such a, a big and important topic. And uh, last time, if I remember correctly, towards the end of the episode, we had gotten to the point where we were talking about how it's so important for us to be honest with ourselves, that, that, that in order to even begin the process of discernment, we have to first be honest with ourselves and 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 try to stand naked uh, before the Lord uh, um, as we come to Him. And so, I, I guess my question is: is that uh, let's say I or someone else has has started to do this? Um, what's the next step? What what is um, what's uh, required for me to move uh, further into the process of discernment? Well, that's certainly the right next question, Steve. Um, And to take one step back before I answer, um, let me remind our listeners of something I may have said before. I'm I'm not exactly sure. But all the things that I will have to contribute to these podcasts on discernment come from my understanding and um, use of and enlightenment by and encouragement by the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Um, When I was uh, discerning uh, my return to the priesthood after having been away for some years, I had the grace of making a 30-day retreat. I may have said all of this before, but that allowed me to enter deeply into the uh, uh, spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius, and in particular his rules for discernment. So everything that I am saying stems from the rules of discernment that Ignatius talks about, and my understanding of him as helped out by um, some very good uh, retreat masters as well as writers on the spiritual exercises. And one resource that I could recommend for our listeners is the series uh, called uh, Discerning God's Will, I think. Let me see. I've got it right here on my DVR. I'm sorry. It's called... Living the Discerning Life, discerning life. And it's by Timothy Gallagher, Gallagher, OFB, 
uh, uh, he's a, a, um, a Franciscan uh, of the Virgin Mary, and he has a 10-part series that originally aired on EWTN, but is now available in DVD, Father Timothy Gallagher, uh, Living the Discerning Life. And that is an in-depth explanation of the rules for discernment that come from Ignatius of Loyola. And he is a disciple of the man that I studied with um, when I was first studying the rules of discernment, a Jesuit priest named Father Jules Toner, who has since died. But Father Toner's books on the spiritual exercises and the rules for discernment um, are just the most brilliant uh, unfolding of Ignatius's thought in this area that I have ever encountered. And Father Gallagher is basically uh, purveying um, Father Toner's vision of St. Ignatius. It's all the same thing, but what I like about Father Gallagher as well as Father Toner is that they offer case examples, you know, of situations in the workplace and in the religious life and in the Christian life where people bring actual concrete issues about decisions they're trying to make, and they show how a person would go about making those decisions based on the rules of St. Ignatius. So oh, that's it's cool. a, it's an, yeah, it's an incomparable resource. Perhaps we'll link it on our website at some point. Um, and I will not be going into that kind of detail here. We are, you and I, I think, Steve, to refresh our listeners' uh, memories, uh, are, are really uh, working off of a much simpler version of the Gallagher-Toner approach uh, known as um, Healing the Purpose of Your Life by a one Jesuit priest, Matthew Lynn, and his brother and his brother's uh, uh, wife. And that book is a very simplified, almost childlike version of the spiritual exercises as well. But that's the one we are using in these podcasts as our guides. And what I like about that, Steve, is it, it reduces some without losing the profundity of Ignatius's uh, somewhat complex language and uh, uh, subtle distinctions. It uh, re- simplifies it. Uh, in a way that uh, we started with last time, meaning that what I'm really trying to do is discern the main purpose of my life, my mission in life, my the uniqueness of what I'm supposed to do that flows from the uniqueness of who I am as created by God. You and I have talked so often on these podcasts about uh, the Trinity as it being a community of who's, not an ethereal substance of a what called God. You know, God must always be conceived in absolutely and um, infinitely personal terms. So he is a community of who's, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as created in his image and likeness, we also are created as uniquely as individual human persons, as the three persons are separate and distinct from each other within the communion of the Trinity. And the mystery of life and the the pearl of great price is being able, through God's grace and the gift of the Holy Spirit and a methodical way of going about it, being able to discern what is the one word or what is the one phrase or what is the one image that um, sums up for me my deepest heart's desire, and um, we were, and and that would be that would be the purpose of my life. That would be what Jesus calls the pearl of great price. Discovering the kingdom of God, but discovering the kingdom of God is is synonymous ultimately with discovering who I am 
in God's providential plan, discovering who I am, what makes me different from everybody else, and in light of that, what am I called to do that no one else can do for God, and that if I am able to do it, and able to discern it, and able to achieve it, I will have not only fulfilled his will for my life, but also realized at the same time that the fulfillment of his will for my life is also the consummation of my supreme happiness. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a long journey to get to that place, but at bottom, God's will for our life is synonymous and identical with our heart's deepest desire. The problem is, as we talked about last time, I, I am... I am blind to my own heart's deepest desires, both because of original sin and because of the actual sins that I have added on top of it, that add, that that actually coat, as it were, or cover over um, the pearl of great price within me and my deepest heart's desire, and therefore God's plan for my life. I cover it over with a with a with a black film of soot and sin, and um, peeling back that cover and 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 cleansing being cleansed of that of that film and being rid of those sins is also synonymous with what we were talking last time being willing to undergo a scathing self-examination that strips away from me all the illusions of myself my life and my plans for my life many of which I have actually manufactured in a state of fear and anxiety under the guise of faithfulness, that all need to be stripped away. So St. Ignatius says the principle and foundation of all discernment, the the rock-bottom non-negotiable is what we talked about last time. He describes it as a willingness to do God's will uh, unconditionally, so that unless I'm willing to move forward and conform my life to what God shows me about my life as I move through the spiritual exercises, I would be better off not undertaking them at all. I'm sure Ignatius had in mind here that line from Revelations, be hot or cold, but do not be lukewarm. The last <laughs> thing, you know, you cannot yeah. enter into discernment as a mere curiosity. Christianity is not a, is not a parlor game. Uh, discernment is not Christian is not a Christian Ouija board, you know. Yeah. And yeah, and absolutely. and unfortunately, a lot of retreat houses, a lot of methods for discernment, a lot of um, workshops on spirituality, a lot of formation programs in spiritual direction turn the mystery and the and the um, the adventure and the challenge and the discipline of of spiritual direction and discernment into a, a, if not a parlor game, then, then, a, then an intellectual exercise where they're trying to uh, be more clever than the person they're directing. And all of this is inappropriate as far as Ignatius is concerned. He, he wants us to be, as we said last time, to be willing to stand naked before God and to have myself stripped of all pretensions about myself, both good and bad. You know, I'm, I'm neither a worm nor a god. I'm a human person who is unique, <laughs> but 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 I but I I paper that over with false images of myself picked up both from the church and from the world that do not fit the person that God created me to be. So the first step in discernment is a willingness to have all that personal wallpaper stripped off the walls of my life and go down to the unvarnished 
wood, right down to the studs of my soul, and be willing to see how it is that God constructed me at the deepest level of my being. And quite frankly, most people uh, do not have that level of willingness or honesty, and actually none of us have it uh, on our own, because as creatures of Adam and Eve, we cover our nakedness automatically, and we hide from God, and we are naked now, as John Paul says, and as Genesis says, we are now naked with shame rather than naked without shame. So so the principle and foundation is the willingness to be absolutely honest with myself and with God as I move forward. Yeah, one thing I was going to add in, if you don't mind, is um, uh, just from my my own experience, um, and I I was actually talking about this with my son a, a little bit yesterday. We went out to lunch together. And uh, he, he's 14, uh, for those of our listeners who don't know, which is probably all of them. <laughs> but uh, um, Or both of them. <laughs> yeah, or both of them, or yeah, one of them. <laughs> Whatever that might be. I mean, uh, but I know, I know we do have a few listeners, but, uh, and thank you for listening, by the way. Um, but uh, we were, uh, one of the things that really uh, was, was really beautiful about our conversation is how um, it, it kind of led to the fact that uh, part of this uh, process of discernment, in fact, I think the the, the biggest key to it, and I, I know it's what you and I are trying to, um, in some cases, correct um, or, or bring to a, a better understanding of who God is. Um, because if th- there are countless people that have a tainted or very bent or messed up view of who God is. And so that prevents them from even entering the process of discernment or wanting to, because they they think, well, why would I want to stand naked before someone who wants to force me to do this or, or or who's going to manipulate or control me or, um, or make me do this or make me do that. They, they um, have such a, and, and a lot of times it's because the individual has not experienced in a deep and profound way, the mercy of God um, in a way that they, they, they literally feel in their bones and, 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 um, and can taste and, and smell and um, to have that, that encounter with Christ and to to know that he loves me with with a love and a mercy that goes far beyond what I could ever hope for myself mm-hmm. and that that I I can I can rest in him and that that I can lean on him and trust in him no matter what you know that that he is there for me and that that in spite of the way that that Others who have said they love me or that they're there for me um, or that they uh, will forgive me or any of these things, that, that he is the rock. I, I, can, I can trust him and, and I, I can come before him and that he is not going to try to take away my freedom. Mm-hmm. That, that there's something at the core of every person that um, – you, you see it in the movies. You, you see it in history of of wanting freedom, and I think that ultimately is because we ultimately want to we want to be ourselves, although we're confused in how we do that, and we don't want other people telling us 
what to be. We want there, there's there's something in every human person that just desires that that um, that that freedom that that gift to be who I am and to be understood to be known um and and to not be manipulated or controlled and um so anyways we're i don't know how we got to it but it was really cool because um it it was a very profound thing that we were uh sharing with each other and that the holy spirit uh, uh brought about in our conversation and i just thought you know that that's i i know in my own experience um that that uh that profound encounter with Christ and experience of him uh just of his mercy has helped me so much because it it helps me then um be able to strip away the 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 masks and 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 everything else and and to and to feel um safe uh coming to him and 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 saying okay you know I screwed up and but but Lord, help me to see why I did this. Why did I make this decision? What what was it in me that is is reaching out for love or feels incomplete? And in, in in how you know and and so I um I just wanted to add that that I I think um that that aspect uh is is so vital and and such a beautiful thing that 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 our Lord um. Ha- it wants nothing more than that. You know, he, he, he desires for us to be ourselves in a way that we don't even, you know, we'll, we'll never understand his love, his mercy, uh, is just amazing. And, um, and, and, and he, I just want to listeners and understand that, that this is not just something that we might want. And, and I think we all do deeply want, but our God wants that for us. You know, he, he wants us to be ourselves. So that way, when we talk to him, we're, we're honest and, mm-hmm. and we, we, we give him all of ourselves, our, our, our trust, our, our hope, our desires, um, can be placed and found in him. He's the answer. So, um, I just thought that that was, uh, important to include so i'm sorry i waxed poetic there if if, if you could even call it poetic but (laughs) well i think we could yeah um i you know i think it also steve uh you know even though we've paused here on our talk about discernment i think it dovetails perfectly with what we were saying because it will communicate i think our listeners should be clear now that both you and i the reason we have this ministry together and the reason we call it encountering the trinity is that failing that encounter with god as the one who defines the meaning of being human and in whose image and likeness we are created as creatures destined for and made for and wired for love failing that encounter religion becomes a mechanical chessboard game you know of Absolutely. commercial transactions that leave the soul and the heart and the mind ultimately sterile yep. and uh, you know unless we taste and see the goodness of the lord uh, nothing nothing can be properly discerned we're looking at reality through the wrong end of the coke bottle um you know pope benedict has said often and um He's just the most, if he is not a doctor of the church, I don't know who is. (laughs) Amen to that. Uh, I was able to get recently a software Catholic, Catholic software program that I could actually recommend to our readers called Logos Verbum. It's a a long known Protestant Bible search program, but they've made a 
absolutely splendid and powerful Catholic version of it called Verbum, V-E-R-B-U-M. And while it's a little bit pricey, it allows you to do what I did last night, download all the works of Pope Benedict onto the computer and punch in any word and have all his references come up. So that's the cool. fifty yeah, that's so the fifty seven <laughs> of his books that I have on my bookshelf that I'm looking at now, where I would spend hours searching for his comment on what I'm about to say, I can find it on Logos in less than a second. That's very uh, but but what he says is that the biggest victory of the evil one in the modern world and in history really since the fall and the biggest negative effect of the sin of Adam and Eve and the biggest trick of the evil one at the first temptation of our first parents was to convince them and most of us that God is not our ally, he's our adversary, that he is aimed at restricting our freedom and that to be devoted with faith is to surrender your autonomy to a um, uh, a monster dictator who's going to be a tyrant and lord it over you. And as you were saying so eloquently, nothing could be further from the truth. Um, I preached to our fifth graders today at Mass uh, before our podcast started today, and it was the story of the paralytic being healed where they lowered him down through the roof in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the place where Jesus was. And he came looking for one thing, and Jesus gave him another thing. And this will bring us back to our path on discernment. He was looking, you know, to receive his health back. And you could take that as an image of the human race seeking to be well, seeking to achieve its goals, seeking to attain its heart's desire. But it's paralyzed, and he's aware that it's paralyzed because the heart of the person is not right. And it's only when we cleanse the resentments from our heart that we are able to achieve our heart's deepest desire. We have to remove that film so that the pearl of great price can shine brightly. So Christ not only wants us to achieve our goals, but he has, number one, he has goals that are greater than ours, and we will discover them by pursuing what we think is our heart's desire until that peters out, and then God will be in a position to give us a objective that is more desirable, more inspiring, and more rewarding than the one that we chose usually in our youth for ourselves. But be that as it may, uh, first, the forgiveness of sins has to take place. And so in answer to the question you started the podcast with, Ignatius says, once you have the willingness to go where God leads you and to follow what he shows you and to respond to what you hear him saying to you through the exercises, the next step is to ask yourself in all, all candor, which kind of person am I? And, and um, before I can get to understanding who I am and what it is that God has in store with, for me, I must remove that film that's in my heart. I must be forgiven my sins. So the next question in the process of discernment is, what kind of person am I in general? By which Ignatius meant, which direction am I facing in my life overall as I look at it? Am I 
a person who sincerely wants to please God and do God's will? Or am I the kind of person who plays at religion and is basically looking to have my cake and eat it too? If I'm a person who's living for the world rather than living for God, and maybe fitting God in if I have time, but not fitting him in otherwise, then I am a person who is not not moving in the direction of wanting to do God's will. So there are basically two kinds of people in the world, those who are interested in serving God and those who are not. And he said the rules, and Ignatius has two, two sets of rules of discernment, and he says when you begin to ask yourself, what should I do with my life? The first step is, the first step is being willing to do anything. The second step is being willing to identify what kind of person am I. And if I'm a person who sincerely wants to serve God and wants to hear the voice of God and genuinely wants to know what God has in mind for my life and what direction he would like me to take, then God works with me in one way if I'm that kind of person. But if I'm a person who is facing in the other direction, I'm facing uh, the powers of pleasure, pride, presumption, and prestige, you know, uh, facing the way of darkness. If If I'm that kind of person, God also continually sends me opportunities for discernment, but he sends them in a fundamentally different way. Then he, he works with that kind of person to call them back to their life's purpose in a way that is different from the way that he works with the person who is sincerely oriented towards God. And the basic distinction that Ignatius makes is to ask himself, he asks us to ask ourselves this question. Am I a person who for the most part have gotten a mortal sin, serious sin, out of my life? If that's the case, then I am a person who's open, basically open, and trying to do God's will to the best of their ability. If I'm a person who's still in mortal sin or is repeatedly in mortal sin or is locked into a habitual form of behavior uh, that is contrary to God's will, then then I need God will work with me in a fundamentally different way. And so the next step is identifying what kind of person I am. And generally speaking, um, the persons who listen to a podcast like this, they're looking for it, even if they're doing it mostly out of curiosity, um, they're, they're, for the most part, they're generally people uh, who are uh, basically trying to do God's will or wanting to learn more about how to do God's will. And so it's that set of people that his rules of discernment apply to mostly. But he also has rules for discernment for those who are moving in the wrong direction. And he at least he shows us how God tries to bring them back to his goal for their life, how he tries to bring them back to true happiness, 
because in truth, he is not our adversary. He is our helper, and that's why the Holy Spirit is given to us, both for the forgiveness of sins and then for these greater gifts and fruits that will make us happier than we will be able to make ourselves by pursuing the things of this world. So he's always trying to bring those who seek holiness into a deeper holiness, and he's always trying to bring those who have no interest in pursuing holiness back to a life that will lead them to holiness and therefore to joy. And the main point, I guess, dovetailing with what you said is that holiness is joy if we um, ever knew the truth about God, which we can only know by encountering the Trinity. Well, believe it or not, the call that I was on with Father Phil from Skype dropped. I know. Surprise, surprise. Um <laughs> So, Father Phil and I will pick up on the next episode of Encountering the Trinity, uh, continuing our discussion on discernment. And I'd like to uh, remind you guys that if you'd like to write in with any questions for Father Phil or myself, um, you can contact us at encounterthetrinity at gmail.com. Or you can also send us a question over Facebook or Twitter. We can be found on Twitter at Most Holy Trinity. And then on Facebook, we're at facebook.com forward slash encountering. Oh, it's either encountering or encounter the Trinity. Uh-oh, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> that's not a good thing. But otherwise, you can just go to our website at encounteringthetrinity.com. And we have links to all the various ways that you can contact myself or Father Phil. And again, just wanted to thank you guys for listening putting up with Father Phil and myself. I hope that we are uh, helping you in your journey with our Lord. And um, I look forward to um, our next podcast. And may our Lord grant you his peace and joy this day. God bless. God.